to your point, you know, we used to do a lot of like, you know, we used to write our own workouts on whiteboards and run it that way. And, um, and then to go from that to where we're at now is just, it's, it's been a pretty cool journey to be a part of. What's up, Steven Marcotte? How are you doing? Welcome to the Orange Therapy Podcast. I'm good. How are y'all? We're doing, doing great. well. We are uh, in house fever because of the coronavirus. Yep. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the new Triple D, which is my, my new house, is like the, the kind of landing pad for when people need a little bit of reprieve from, uh, from their houses. <laughs> Wait, what is a triple D? I have to ask because I heard that on the show. Uh, triple D could mean a couple things, but it's the Everything Dav- <laughs> we say means a couple things, Stephen. So. Um, so my last name is Davis. And then we were trying to come up with a, a name for the house. And uh, my girlfriends were like, you should call it the Golden Girl House. And then Christian told me that that was not hot. Um, so it was. The, it, I was like, how about the Diva Den because of alliteration? And then Triple D just sort of was formed from the Davis Diva Den. But it... It applies elsewhere too. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to elaborate on that? Go ahead. If not, but... Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Stephen, uh, starting with what is written on your T-shirt, give us your origin story. Okay. Well, starting with what's written on my T-shirt, this is a uh, dumbbells, deadlifts, and diapers T-shirt. One Triple D. My- yeah, Triple D. Yeah, Triple D. How about it? Yeah. <laughs> that worked out. It did work out. Well, we should say that we're doing this over Zoom. We can actually see him. Yes, yeah. yes. We can see you. So, um, Yeah, so my wife is pregnant right now. Yeah, halfway. Congrats. 20 weeks. It's crazy. It's uh, flying by. Um, so that's the diapers part. Dumbbells. Wait, is that number one? That's, yeah, number First one. First kid? Yep. All right, cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. I'm also kind of shitting my pants a little bit, but I'm <laughs> excited at the same time. Yeah. So that's the de- uh, the, de- the diapers part. Um, deadlifts <laughs> and dumbbells goes naturally with what I do with Orange Theory and, you know, fitness is a big part of my life. So um, that's pretty much the shirt breakdown as far as like a little bit about me um, from a small town in Oklahoma. Grew up in a town of like 7,000 people. Um, pretty much nothing around. There's like four stoplights. Like our, our entertainment on Friday nights was cruising Main Street. So like that was that was real where I'm from. Um, played football in college in the middle of nowhere in Kansas. And then I moved to Florida about six years ago and uh, started with Orange Theory. And I've been with Orange Theory ever since then. Why'd you move to Florida? I actually moved with an ex. Oh. got a job out here and, um, and we picked up and moved in a matter of like four or five days after that. So it was- oh my gosh. What part of Florida did you move to? To Tampa. Is that where you are now? Yep. Cool. Um, and you said nowhere in college, uh, or nowhere in Kansas that you played college. Where was that? So the school is called Fort Hayes State. We probably had like 12,000 students. So it was a division two school. Okay. Um, yep. Right in the middle of, there's literally nothing around except for windmills. That's pretty much it. And what, what position did you play? I played safety. Okay. And so like, were you trying to, were you trying to go play in college and that's how you, you just kind of took the first place that gave you some playing time? Yeah. So it was always the goal of mine to play football in college. Um, my senior year in high school, I actually blew my knee up. So okay. game of the season. So of course, after you get injured, any bigger schools that are talking to you, they stop kind of talking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Fort Hazer reached out to me and uh, I went on a visit there and loved the campus. I loved the, the culture there. So uh, I ended up going there. 
Awesome. What do you run your 40 in? Um, well, right now I can scoot my 7.5 seconds. 7.5 seconds. Wait, wait, Stephen, tell everybody who's listening why you're, why why you're, you're scooting. scooting. Yeah. So I ruptured my Achilles. Um, I was uh, trying to relive the glory days on uh, New Year's Eve. I put together, it was the morning. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought like you were drinking and fell or something. I wish I was, honestly, that'd be a better story. Um, so I put together a football game with a bunch of dudes and, you know, I warm up. I'm pretty health conscious. I work out, I stretch, I do what I'm supposed to do. And about 20 minutes into it, I catch a pass and go to sprint and then my Achilles pops. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Did you just like fall to, so I've only, I've seen that happen one time. You only um, need to see you, it once. Yeah. One and done. Yeah. So terrible. it felt like somebody kicked me and I thought yeah. somebody kicked me and it was loud too. Like you could hear it from across the field. Yeah. And um, I looked back and nobody was there. I was like, shit, I know what I just did. I rushed my Achilles and then I went to the ER and yep, sure did. Yeah. So how long that, so that was um, new year's. It's the middle of March right now or actually more towards the end of March and you just, you just got out of your boot. I did. So I'm weaning out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting a shoe on for like a couple hours a day. You know, my, I, I walked about half a mile. That's my, that's my milestone right now. So we're making progress. That's good. So you got your shoe on the other day mm -hmm. and for the first time, first couple steps, but that's scary to take the first couple steps after, after being in a boot and scooting around for a couple months. Steven, you said you uh, hurt your knee. I had a similar story in terms of how I um, ended up walking on as a freshman in college. Uh, it was because exactly like you said, as soon as something gets seriously hurt, you, all of a sudden you don't hear from anybody anymore. Um, what is it like for you working out at Orange Theory? Like, can you not do the treadmill or is there anything you're limited on now because of that? Luckily, no. Um, That's good. I did. I tore my MCL, my meniscus, and some cartilage. So, I mean, everything ended up healing correctly. I can still see a difference. I still can't run like I used to, but um, luckily I can run, jump. I can do pretty much whatever I want to there. What about you? Um, I, I have to have a um, – actually, Rhea made this recommendation. I was using a knee brace um, on my uh, IT band, like the meniscus down there on my knee on the right side. Um, but I actually, have a, I actually have a hole in my leg on the muscle um, up near my hip and it goes down to the IT band. Um, so basically I can't heal it. So I have to just like put that, that um, brace on there to run. But Rhea and everybody we're friends with can tell you basically for the first two years of Orange Theory, all I did was power walk. And I, I got to the points where I was doing 15, 12, like all the time. Yep. Um, and so finally I was like, well, uh, this is not even getting my heart rate up anymore. So I'm going to have to start learning how to run again. So I, that's how I started running again. But um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's just those, those injuries, they just never go away. Yeah. So, so do you run pain free now or? Not without, not without the brace. Um, I, I'm really, I guess, cause uh, I'm fast. I'm pretty heavy, fast twitch muscles always have been. So I guess I can, I can do sprints like a good all out for 30 seconds to 60 seconds I can do. But when we have to do like, um, really long endurance stuff. That's when it, it bothers me. Yeah. 12 minute run for distance. Yeah. yeah. Not, not, not my best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, I, I always try to yell at the coach. I'm trying to look at her. I'm like, it's not my stamina. It's my effing <laughs> me. Like stop yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> A little different, different the issue. Make eye contact in the mirror. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, so I'm short, so there's no eye contact for me, but Christian <laughs> six, two or three or five or however tall you are. I'm not that tall. And how tall are you? I'm six, one. Oh, how tall are you, Steven? Um, I wish I was six, one. I'm, I'm five, 11 and three fourths. <laughs> so you can see over at least two. I can't. So nobody can make eye contact. Gotcha. Uh, Stephen, quick side note. I'm actually curious in your opinion on this. Um, when you came out of college or high school, what year was it? Ballpark? Oh, nine. I graduated high school. What is it like with you now watching like the NFL and college with like the rule changes on how safeties can hit? Um, so initially I was, I was hesitant to adopt it, but now with all the research that's coming out and I mean, here's the thing, man, I can tell my memory sucks. And some of that is probably from drinking and probably like I used to smoke a lot of weed. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty soon you'll be able to say that legally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the other part of it is concussions. I've had three concussions and my first one came in high school during a scrimmage. And I remember the next day, I didn't remember anything afterwards. And the next day I was watching myself on film. I was like, holy shit, I don't remember any of this. Um, and so now I'm seeing how it affects me nowadays. And then I just times that by five or 10 when it's NFL guys, I'm like, protect them however you can, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think the only problem I've had with any of the rule changes is I don't, I don't agree with the targeting thing in college where they just kick them out immediately. Yeah. I don't don't really get that one. Um, but yeah, everything else is, uh, it it makes you wonder like how we were living before. Um, Okay, cool. And it says, Rhea made a note here. Um, so are you coaching high school right now as well as doing OTF? No. So I coached high school. Whenever I graduated college, I was going to be a strength and conditioning and a grad assistant strength and conditioning coach. And so in the summer or the season leading into that, I was a high school football coach for a little bit. So now when you were doing the grad assistant, were you staying at the college you played at or you were going to go to another college and do it? I was staying there. Staying there. Got it. Okay. Um, and you briefly fell in love and moved. Is that, am I following it right? So I was actually, (laughs) did you say that you moved, you met her and you moved in four days? No, 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 no. We were in a relationship for a couple of years and then we we got the job offer. And then like four days later, we were like, screw it. It's Florida. Let's try it. You know? And then we moved. So are you going to ever move back to Oklahoma or you think you're going to chill in Florida? I don't think so, man. My wife, her family is all from Tampa and, Mm. um, and, and it was, it's funny when we first started dating, I told her I have family in Denver too. And I love Denver. I told her, Hey, just so you know, if this gets serious, I'm moving back to Denver. Like, that's it. Like if you don't, if you're not okay with that, totally fine. We can end it, but she was okay with it. And now that we're having kids and start looking at, you know, jobs and stuff, like it just makes sense to stay here. Yeah. Well, she's in school, right? So she's a nurse now. Um, and she just got accepted to become a nurse practitioner, right? Yeah, so she's a nurse. She's a pediatric nurse, and she just got accepted to USF awesome. uh, for their nurse practitioner program. So she, we're supposed to have the baby on August 13th, and then she starts school August 24th. So it's going to be a little wild. Man, plus she's <laughs> got to be busy as hell right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. They yeah. can't get a, they can't get enough of them. Um, that's crazy. Who's um who's your who's your pro teams? You're from all over the place. So who do you who do you root for? So I like the Broncos. Um, it's funny. I like the chiefs too, because my dad was from Kansas, a diehard chief, diehard chiefs fan. And then there's no other kind of chiefs fan. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> True, man. You, you see their uh, tailgates in the middle of the winter. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah. It's nuts. 
And then I like Ravens. I was uh, I was always a defensive guy, and so I love the Ravens defense when like Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, Terrell Suggs, all those guys were playing. So I like watching them. Yeah, Ed Reed. He's uh, he's from five minutes from where I grew up. Really? Yeah, he's uh, he was it was cool watching him because he was definitely under the radar before um, he went pro. Um, yeah. So Stephen, let's get into Orange Theory. Uh, how'd you get hooked up with it? So when I moved here. I moved with like enough money for one month's rent. And so had no cable, no internet. So I would just go to coffee shops or whatever and apply for jobs all day. Um, I knew I just needed to make money. And so I was applying from anywhere from like 7-Elevens to you know, fitness jobs that I actually wanted. And for like three weeks, nobody would do it because the ones that I didn't want, they knew it was just like a temporary thing. And so I found sure. something I wanted to do. And then the ones that I did want, they wanted somebody with experience. So um, it was like this three-week waiting period. And then one day I was taking my dog on a run and and I found this thing on Craigslist for Orange Theory in uh, Carrollwood, which is in Tampa. And uh, I submitted an application and then he called me and he was like, hey man, you want to have an interview? I said, sure. So I went there um, to the studio the next day, did the workout. We met at first watch, ate some breakfast. And he said, all right, so it was for a sales associate position. He said, all right, so, um, what I want you to do is take these 10 little sheets of paper and go out in the parking lot and get 10 leads and bring them back into the studio. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. By the way, speaking in front of people at this time was like, I was deathly afraid of it. So I'm like, okay, I'm in the parking lot with like a full blown sweat, literally like coming up to these moms with their kids. Like, Hey, do you want to try a workout? I'm shaking. Wow. That's hard to believe, man. I, I know people can't see you, but I, I would, I think the audience right now could probably hear the confidence in your voice. Sure. So it's hard for me to picture you being scared to talk to somebody. Oh dude. I'm talking when I had my speech class in college, I, I waited to take it till my senior year. Because I was like, maybe my senior year, I'll be more confident in it. <laughs> By then, I literally had to take a sweat towel up and like pat my head dry because I sweat so much. Crazy. Now you're doing, um, you're doing Instagram live videos and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Seems yeah. to have uh, outgrown you. So he goes, so, so you're out in the parking lot. How long did it take you to get 10 leads? I'm a, I, I run a sales team professionally. So this is like total catnip for me. I'm like, how did you do this? So wait, tell me about the sales leads. How'd you get them? Yeah. So, um, it went okay. I guess I, I wanted the job. I needed the job. So I was like, I'm going to find a way to make this happen. I, um, I got like seven of them in about 15 minutes, which I was actually pretty surprised with. And then the other three, not gonna lie, full transparency, I pulled out my phone and put phone numbers from my phone <laughs> and made up names to go with them for the other three. To, to get them. <laughs> Did you meet anybody uh, worth meeting? Um, honestly, we gained a couple of members from that day. Cool. Two or three signed up. Uh, uh, so, we've, Steven, we've got Trey coming on. We do way. actually have real jobs outside of doing this, and uh, and Trey had to work a little bit, and so he just came and he goes, "What does he look like?" And I was like, "He's here on the screen." And off screen, he just went like this. Oh, <gasps> <laughs> he's very cute. I watch him on TikTok, by the way. He just got a dance. Oh yeah! I show you how to dance anytime. <laughs> get, get your get your mic. I show you how to dance anytime, buddy. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Trey, welcome to the podcast. Hello, everyone. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> I think we just got our intro. <laughs> um, let's see. So, all right. So Steven, t keep going, man. So you're picking up, you got basically, you passed the test. You got seven out of 
10 people and you fake the last three to get it over with. Mm -hmm. um, so what, what was the path there? How long were you in SA? So I was in SA for about six months and I told him right from the get go, I knew I wanted to coach. Um, you know, I was in a gym my whole life, pretty much being an athlete and I was just waiting to get certified. So you can't coach until you have a certification, right? So I was taking my um, certified strength and conditioning specialist cert and I was studying for that. And so in my mind, I'm just going to do the SA side until I get certified, then I'm going to start coaching. And I let him know, and he was totally fine with that. And so I was an SA at a studio that was open already for about three months. And then there was like a 40 minute commute for me. And there was one coming that was closer to me. So I, uh, I asked him about, you know, transferring to that studio. So I did a pre-sale at that studio. So basically it was in a mall and um, I was in an empty building slinging memberships and then at a kiosk all day, like eight hours a day slinging memberships, uh, kind of selling the dream of Warren's theory. So did that for about seven months. While I have to hire this dude. <laughs> he got all this like guerrilla sales like training. <laughs> I had to make it happen, man. So I did that, um, sold a ton of memberships, sold the first membership at that studio. And then in the meantime, I was subbing coaching. I got certified. So I was subbing at other studios until this one opened. And um, before we opened, I told them, I said, listen, guys, you know, I sold the first membership. I've been here for eight months. It got pushed back again and again and again. So I said, I've been here for eight months. Um, I put in the work. I built relationships with all these people. Uh, I really think I deserve the head coach spot. If you're, if you are considering that I'm about it, I want it. Um, if it's not an option, I'm, I understand. I, I don't have a ton of experience. I'm young. Um, but I am going to maybe pursue other opportunities if that's not going to be the opportunity that I get here. And so they gave me the head coach position. With the Dude, look at you. You're like selling yourself. Yeah, exactly. What from, the? from like freaking out in the parking lot to being like, he will hire me. Are you just like stoned all the time now? Is that how you did it? You're like, I don't give a shit. He's like baking cookies like 24-7. So he's like the best salesperson ever. Wait, I think you have my attention with baking cookies and stuff. <laughs> Wait, did they not? Oh yeah, you just walked in. Yeah, so I used to, I used to do that a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Trace all about it. Yes. Um, hey man, so that did not be hung, then be hung over in the morning. You know. True. Perfect. <laughs> Trey claims he's never been drunk. So. I haven't. Right. I've been extremely tipsy, but he, never drunk because he, he doesn't remember. <laughs> Whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> So, so Steven, you became the head coach because basically you put your foot, best foot forward, sold yourself. And I mean, you put in the work to get to that yeah. point. It wasn't just words. Um, and so that's, that's how that evolution happened. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, the guy that hired me at the first studio that I worked at, he was previously an Olympic coach and a really coach. Yeah. And, uh, he started out as a sales associate with orange theory because he got away from the Olympics because it was too much time away from his family. Mm -hmm. So talk about humbling. He goes from being an Olympic coach to a sales associate sticking stickers on cars and stuff. And uh, he worked his way up to a studio manager and a regional sales director. And uh, he was the one that was kind of always had my back. And, and, you know, when I said that about the head coach position, he was the one that talked to the owner. He was like, dude, give this guy a shot. Like, you know, he can do it. And so that's kind of how that happened. And now that same guy that hired me six years ago, he owns our studios. Oh, wow. Um, and then he, bought the rights to Denmark too, which I invested in in Denmark as well. So we're going to open 15 studios in Denmark. So holy cow. Damn son. Well, I'll say I knew you win. <laughs> Denmark. I think weed is legal. I, think I so. don't know. 
I think so. Hanging out with a bunch of potheads. I'm on the way. <laughs> no wonder I'm the only one getting shit done around here. So uh, how do you invest? <laughs> so first of all, um, how do you invest globally or like internationally yeah. and, and get these um, uh, contracts to open? Like how do you even go about doing that? Like how do you buy Denmark? So the way it works is there's a regional developer that kind of buys the rights to a territory and then from my understanding, they have the option of either opening all the studios themselves or they can sell the rights to a franchise to a franchisee. And then of course the regional developer gets a, um, a royalty from the franchisee. You, you've actually been with Orange Theory for a really long time. So your first day was September 22nd, 2014. I'm basically your HR director. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Got your tenure down, um, which is a long time ago. So like, if you look back, what's interesting on your Instagram is that it was like pre, um, almost pre-app, like all, there's a bunch of stuff that you've got pictures of in the studio, like handwritten um, leaderboards and stuff. So you've probably seen a pretty big revolution or evolution over the past, you know, five or six years. Yeah, it's crazy what Orange Series has done as a brand since then. And, and that's a big part of why I've stayed with it is just because I really believe in, in the brand. And it, if you get a chance to go to like conventions and stuff like that, it's crazy from the top down. I'm talking from Ellen Latham herself to Dave Carney and all the leadership, they their whole purpose is like give people more life. Like how can we help people live a better life outside of the studio? And that's what I like about the company. Um, to your point, you know, we used to do a lot of like, you know, we used to write our own workouts on whiteboards and run it that way. And um, and then to go from that to where we're at now is just, it's it's been a pretty cool journey to be a part of. Yeah, um, I have actually in our show notes here, it actually is a link to your Instagram from one of the conventions basically says like, when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And I think, um, obviously, we've followed you for a long time. But I, I think that you are like, you just completely um, exude that and everything that you do with, uh, with Orange Theory. So that's why I called you at the beginning, Mr. Orange. Mr. Orange Theory. Oh, Trey's coming over. He needs to see. <laughs> you want to see his Instagram? It's important that I see everyone. Y yes. I don't sleep at night unless he sees everyone. So mm -hmm. we're on your Instagram. <laughs> I know. I saw these notes that you sent and I was like, well, damn, I'm going to go creep on them now. So I, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really post anything. So we should be good. To go. Oh, I post 2017 since you posted something. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. <laughs> Yeah, we're big stalker. I say we. I'm a big stalker. Pretty much. <laughs> Steven, are 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 you wearing are you wearing a Michelob Ultra shirt with a Michelob Ultra can? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that from the Ultra Festival or is that a Michelob Ultra shirt? No, it's a Michelob Ultra shirt. Yeah. So they actually emailed me. I don't know. Maybe it was like eight months ago and asked if I wanted to be an ambassador for them. I'm like um fitness beer hell yeah i'm in what is what is that what does that involve like what, is, what do you do as an ambassador you just ride around in your boot and drink beer is that <laughs> <laughs> are you like those red bull girls who like throw stuff around i put a michelob ultra in my scooter i have a little um can holder so i put a michelob ultra in there and i shoot a boomerang every once in a while um, yeah, no, I mean, they're, they're, what they talk about is fitness and, you know, there's a balance in life and Michelob Ultra is a low calorie beer. So naturally there's a, 
a relationship there. So that's pretty much it. No, but I mean, do, do they get seriously, they, they just give you product? They like pay you? Like what's, what's, how does that work? Or can you not talk about it? So it's um, highly confidential. Okay. No, it's, <laughs> they've given me a couple of shirts. I think I got a beanie, um, some koozies, and then every Sweet. once in a while I'll get some alcohol shipped to my front door, which is, which is pretty nice. And in turn, basically I post about make ultra every once in a while. And yeah, that's pretty much it. A beer after a workout is good for you. Yes. And also I would like to be, um, uh, the person on your Instagram picture of January 16th. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we're all opening our phones right this is why now. i, I want to beat the show steven <laughs> what so yes. describe what's happening he is excited to he to see his workout buddy oh <laughs> i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> is this i don't know what you're talking excited about. to see he's kind of uh he, so he's my workout buddy he's kind of um he embarrasses easily, so <laughs> I work out with him at LA Fitness a lot. So I do stuff like that all the time. I think I asked the front desk guy at LA Fitness, total meathead guy, asked him to take a picture of me and my buddy, and I gave him a kiss on the cheek. Oh, <laughs> I see it. <laughs> I see it. I like your basket. Oh, and you know what? On your little scooter, you've got. Do you have a bell? You He's have got a, tassels. A bell and tassels <laughs> and a basket. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I actually got that scooter donated to me, and that's how it came. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you have to leave it. You've got, you air, got you've got AirPods on. He's wearing his rock shirt. When <laughs> you guys were kids and you would ride bikes around your neighborhood, would you ever put playing cards in the spokes of your wheels where it would go down? No, but I was no. I, I was <laughs> time for that. I was entrepreneur, I was like selling the baseball cards. Yeah, I didn't. I I really didn't do that. I was in my car. <laughs> well. Those of us who had to ride their ten speed, I am so. I'm so loud. I had a bike. <laughs> well, since we're superimposing mm. ourselves, I want to be you on December second, two thousand nineteen. Wait, December second? What the? Oh, hey, God. that is an orange bike, by the way. Is that your bike? <gasps> oh yeah. Stephen, do you have like an actual orange mountain bike? Is that what that is? The whole thing's painted orange. No, so that used to be our, our grassroots marketing back in the day, Orange Series. We would sell oh. the orange bikes and put them around town, and then it would generate some curiosity. People would Google, what are the orange bikes, and then we would pop up. Got it. FYI, your wedding pictures are amazing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, they're pretty cool. They did a good job. It costs a lot. They're expensive, but totally worth it. That's why it looks good. Well, also, your uh, all of marriage costs a lot. And, <laughs> so and you're about to have a kid, so uh, the whole the whole thing. Stephen, I tell this story on my pod on, on one of the episodes of the podcast, and I told these two. I was like, I remember being in Beverly Hills at 22, and I was in this like hotel bar, and there's these three executives, and like, I mean, you're talking like high powered. I'm on Rodeo Drive, you know, I'm like. But they're like taking me and giving me pearls because I'm like this little young kid. <laughs> and they're just like, dude, don't get married. It's more expensive. Like you should only date escorts because overall, <laughs> they're like overall it's cheaper than getting married. And I'm like, dude, I can't imagine paying like $5,000. These guys are telling me how they're paying $5,000 for sex. And now that I do the math, I'm like, oh my God, it's actually cheaper. <laughs> But you don't get the intimacy that you get from yeah, being married. Yeah, I don't, I don't need the intimacy. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> you know where I got married in October, and I've seen that already. 
<laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll cut that out of here. Uh, we'll cut it for you. I don't get you in more trouble than you need to be. And I, I got you. Um, but seriously, on the um, switching, talking about adapting to new lifestyles, right now we're going through the Corona thing and you're having to do, um, are you doing the live like uh, studio fitness stuff? Like where you're doing home workouts and things like that? Yeah. So I realized pretty quickly that, you know, if we want to stay relevant as a brand, we're going to have to start doing online stuff and corporate realized that pretty quickly as well. Um, and then I realized that for our local studios, I see, um, you know, we have to do something. So I said I was going to do live workouts every day and um, I had good intentions, did it for about a week. And then my Achilles started, you know, not being too thrilled about it. So I cut okay. it back twice a week. But what we are doing for across our studios is we're doing three live workouts daily. So we do a 7 a.m., a noon, and a 6 p.m. where one of our coaches from one of our five studios in Tampa will go live. And then we, on our social media, direct them to that coach's Instagram. So not only, you know, do members get an opportunity to work out with somebody live, but it's also giving our coaches some sort of audience as well. Yeah, so, yes. I think that's really cool. I think y'all's personal brands, I think it's – to me, the coach's personal brands has been the only, if you want to call it a weak spot in the armor of Orange Theory's brand, because there, you know, there's a lot of personalities out there, like obviously yourself and some of the people we've interviewed. Um, Steven, we're getting close to the end now. Trey, did you have any other questions since? Um, I just want to say uh, I really love Orange Theory Fitness, and I'm hoping that we invest, I said we, we invest more in online on demand because I can tell you I'm a little nervous because I I don't know if you know this, but I love me some Shanti and insanity workouts. He's he's back with his with his insanity. I, yeah, I had to go back. He was making me do T25 yes. last night. He's like, girl, bend over more. Yes. So I just want to make sure that you guys don't lose your audience because Beach Body on Demand is like seriously gunning for Orange Theory Fitness people because they know they can't. I specifically got a um, email saying, hey, it's been a long time since you've been here. So they're reaching back out because they know that they can. So continue doing what you guys do because I want the Orange Theory Fitness brand to be successful. Well, Stephen, you do most of the marketing in that, in your area. So um, in terms of marketing, like uh, is there a fear of people coming, like not coming back or is there um, some sort of confidence in terms of like just the community? Because an at home, like it's it gets old. hard to yeah, work out at home. It does. Yeah. So what's the, what's the comeback? Yeah. So I think that the corporate design team is doing a really good job making these things on the fly. Um, okay. Dr. Rachel Reed, she's uh, the, uh, the director, I think, of the medical advisory board. So she's very knowledgeable. She's putting a lot of work into it, into it too. Um, yeah, it's a fear for everybody. You know, anytime that something like this happens and, and a lot of what we do is community baits in the mm -hmm. studio, face-to-face, -face, building those relationships. So um, what I've said locally for us, you know, we have to figure out how we can continue to maintain that connection mm -hmm. virtually. So what we're doing is for our studios, we're doing um, like daily Instagram takeovers. So a staff member will take over our Instagram account every day. So people can kind of see, you know, what they're doing at home. Um, we're doing obviously the live workouts. What we're going to start doing is posting content where coaches are just taking a selfie video and saying, Hey, it's Tuesday. I'm bored as hell. This is what I'm doing for the day. Just to kind of maintain that connection um, and that sense of community. But you know, 
we're a premium product. And so it's not like you pay $10 a month to come in and, and, mm-hmm. and work out. So, mm-hmm. you know, you wonder what the financial side effects are going to be coming off of this and how many memberships you'll lose doing that. And, uh, you know, if people are going to be comfortable with going into a studio right after this happening, right. we open back up. So uh, I know that we're taking any measures that we can to make sure we maintain the brand. And, and I think corporate's doing a good job of that. I know, I know a lot of people in Orange Theory all over the world and everybody's super passionate about it. So um, even, you know, as franchises, it's kind of a mixture of a small business and a large business. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people are getting laid off with Orange Theory because, you know, owners just can't make payroll. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm seeing people that have been laid off. They know that they're going to get a job when we open back up again, but um, they're still posting and staying engaged with the community and they're doing all this stuff not because they're getting paid to, but because they really believe in it. And I think that's a big part of what's going to help Orange Theory stay around and have some longevity is that the people that are part of the brand, they actually, like, they love it. They're all yes. in it. So, so I think it's actually pretty good that they're laying them off because it takes the pressure off of the owners and they can go file for unemployment and get paid through the state and things like that, which yep. I know the states are going to be overwhelmed as well, but um, it's better than the individual business owners. All right, Steve, we're going to do all out Q&A. Um, they're meant to be fast answers, but if you want to opine a bit on them, go ahead. Um, the first one is um, when the studios are open, what's a workout that you do outside of Orange Theory? I like to lift. I've always enjoyed lifting, being an athlete. So, you know, I'll do Orange Theory like three days a week and then I'll lift like three to four days a week too. Cool. Um, what, um, what is something that, um, your, your, um, your members would be surprised to know about you? Hmm. Oh, I don't know. I was going to say that I like country music, but everybody knows that because I played in class. Um, do they know you're married? Yeah, they know I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good one. <laughs> Um, he's wearing a shirt that says diapers. <laughs> it just means he's a dad. Anybody could be a dad. Well, anybody with a dick could be a dad. Um, I guess maybe that my grew up in a military household. My dad was a Marine. Okay. Awesome. Is he still with us? Yeah, he is. That's Aww. awesome. Tell him we said thank you. Yeah. Um, tell him to turn on the radio and listen to this, <laughs> this part of the show. Since all of our parents want to tune in on the radio. My mom, Stephen, asked me, she was like, how do I listen to the podcast? What, cha- what radio station? <laughs> what time do I tune in? <laughs> all right, Stephen, what scares you about getting older? Not being able to run and work out and jump and play basketball, all that. Who's a mentor you have that probably doesn't know it? My dad. What's your favorite thing to eat or drink that you probably shouldn't? Um, big IPA and bourbon fan. Yes. Bourbon fan. Yes. Bourbon. Oh, any bourbon. Got it. Any bourbon. Gotcha. <laughs> I was like, I haven't heard of that beer. When well, he said IPA, I was thinking beer. I was like, I haven't heard of that one. A foamy bourbon. <laughs> yeah, foamy bourbon. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right, Stephen, um, you are going to play in your first NFL football game and you're walking out of the tunnel. What's your uh, intro song going to be? Luke Combs, um, beer in my hand. <laughs> he, he does like country. And that IPA slash bourbon. That's where that smell likes country that much. Concerned from the good old state of Tennessee. And you're a log cabin Republican. <laughs> if you could write one thing on a billboard in Times Square, what would it be? 
be nice. Run, row, or lift, which do you loathe? Eh, I miss running, so I got to say rowing. <gasps> um, what, uh, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? This is getting deep. <laughs> <laughs> I think the opportunity to get to help people in some way, shape, or form. What's your favorite curse word? Shit. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God, Allah, Tom Cruise say when you arrive at the early <laughs> gates? Um, welcome home. Coach Stephen Marcotte, thanks for joining us on the Orange Therapy Podcast. Hey, thanks, thanks for having me on. Thanks, Stephen. Hey. Keep your videos going. Teams have torn this boy apart Like a neon dream It just don't know me The bars in this guitar And long neck eyes Cold beer never broke my heart She was a Carolina blue jean baby Fire in her eyes that drove me crazy It was red tail lights when she left town
couple shots of Patron. I had you feeling nice. I get your eyes to kite. Party poppers out of sister coming with me tonight. I ain't self-deleting. I ain't snapping and popping either. I'm bobbing my head or I'm just standing there watching. I'm a hustler, I hustle. You can tell that I'm paid and I protect what I got. I'm in the house with my blade. Nigga, you fuck, you gon' get it. Okay, now maybe I'm sitting. Cause I want you to trip. Yeah, I be on that shit. It. You should see when I'm stunting. I flash the stones to be bumping. Push the grips to be rolling. You can tell that I'm hollering. I'm just doing my thing. You know the units, the gang. I got my grimy shady with me. You front, you'll have to get me off your ass. A bit of lawsuit and laugh. <laughs> it's not a big deal. It's nothing but some bad. You know, you know, yeah, I can let you down now. I tell the club or fuck show. This float is gonna bring more dough. But you know, but yeah, I can let you down now. You know, yeah, I can let you down now. I tell the club or fuck show. This float is gonna bring more dough. You know, but yeah, I can let you down now. When that shit got together to do this music, the more we became enveloped, we just developed the fellowship through it. There's no pretension, it's friendship. Me name is Sister Sue it's the same for him, it's just me. See the image, just images with the shit, it's no gimmicks, it's blood in and blood out. When it's beef, you just gotta know when the blood in and blood out. If there's a problem, we solve it, we don't resolve it, it usually just evolves into one big brawl and we all get involved in it. We should all get a merit, this must be we inherit and wear it like a badge of honor, pass it around and share it and let it go to whoever's holding the most current beef on their shoulders. And the soldiers got the facts and it's over, but tonight we ain't coming here to beef with nobody, we came to party. Thanks, Cash is a Mr. Ferrari, so it's shady. Pistol play ricochet, see where the victim like Slumped over bleeding, JFK 